Proverbs. Proverbs 18 and 24. This is a rhema word. This is a word that will change your life, that will encourage your life, inspire your life. Proverbs 18 and 24. Hallelujah. A man that hath friends. Now, give me eye contact. Any of y'all got friends? Friends. Right? A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. Eye contact again. If you're going to have friends, you got to learn to be friendly. Oh, you got to be quiet on that. Everybody wants friends. But to multiply them, you got to learn to be friendly. And here's where I want to go next. And there is a friend that sticketh closer, closer than a brother. Say, 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 friend, remember that, remember that, remember that. Now let's go to Proverbs 17 and 17. Proverbs 17 and 17, as I build the case. It says, a friend loveth sometimes. No, sometimes. A friend loveth at all times. And a brother... And a brother is born for adversity. Folks, today's message is entitled, There is a friend that sticketh closer, closer than a brother. Oh my goodness. Eagle Summit, now that we are closing the seventh month of 2017, and stepping into the eighth month, we each need to flow in a new beginning that causes our relationship with the Lord to be stronger than ever. Say stronger than ever. So when life tests and trials come, we each know how to abide in the word and allow Almighty God to be our daily refuge and strength with or without another human being present. Say, say, neighbor. There are going to be some times when you're going to need to know the Lord. If you don't know nobody else, you better know the Lord. Now let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. Oh, here we go. Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 1 says it this way. To everything, everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Say, say neighbor, whatever thing you in now, it has a season and it has a time. It has a season and it has a time. Mm-hmm. A time to be born. Any, any of y'all been born? A time to die. Looking around here, nobody did. A time to plant. A time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill. Oh, sucky, sucky. And a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep. Any of y'all ever cry? There's a time for that. But there's also a time to laugh. A time to mourn. And a time to dance. Notice, notice the, 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 the back and forth. I'm going to weep. After I get this, finish weeping, then I'm going to laugh. I may mourn. But after I mourn, I'm, then I'm going to dance. A time to cast away stones. A time to gather stones together. A time to embrace. A time to refrain from embracing. A time to get. A time to lose. Oh, oh, it's just a time. When I had a lot, oh, it's just a time. 
a time to keep, a time to cast away, a time to rend, a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak. Say, say, neighbor, that's a good one. Learn when it's time to zip it and not say anything. A time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. Oh my God. Folks, here the master key is learning to discern and understand the time and season you are walking through and knowing you're never walking through alone. When you are totally connected to Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, our supernatural comforter and guide, say, say neighbor, what pastor wants you to understand today is you ain't never alone. Never. Never, 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 never. And there's a friend that stick it closer than a brother. Amen, 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 amen. I, I, I want to work on this because this is so, so important. We're living in perilous times. We're living in a nation that's divided. We're living with, you know, people are worried. People, they're they, they just in stress. And, oh, it's like, you know, everybody feels, you know, divided. And a house divided against itself cannot stand. We got people don't even like themselves. You, 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 you in a body, but you, you don't, wait a minute. A house divided against itself cannot stand. And the trick of the enemy is working overtime to make us think that, guess what? We, we, we're always alone. But there's a friend that stick it closer than a brother. There's a reason we confess with our mouth and believe on our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. There's a reason that you, you know we need him to be there all the time. In him I live and move and have my being. Hmm. What do you mean, Pastor? Say, say, say neighbor. He's trying to get you to understand that you got a friend that sticks closer than a brother. When there's no human being there, there's a God there. And the people that know their God are strong and do great exploits. I'm working on something. Um, any of y'all have families? Yeah, yeah, don't, don't, don't shout. And notice nobody's shouting. Y'all got families, right? Okay. Let, let's, let's find out about this for a moment here. Okay, let's go to Genesis chapter 37. Genesis 37 and verse 1. Let me give you my first example. Genesis 37 and verse 1. And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren, and the lad was the son of Bela, and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. So here we have Joseph in a family, and he's talking about his brothers. He's bringing his brother's information to his daddy. Got it? Now Israel loved Joseph, more than all his children because he was the son of old age. In other words, uh, daddy was happy because he was able to have some fun in old age. And so he, he reverenced the one that was born in old age. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all the children because he was the son of old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. Folks, here is my first example of there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Now, one of the first areas of real spiritual growth and development begins at the birthing place among our relationship with our families. Uh, what do you mean, Pastor? Uh, example, when I grew up, 
I was an only child. I ain't had no brothers. I ain't had no sisters. But my mama, she grew up with uh, eight family members, brothers and sisters. My daddy, he grew up with two. Got it? And when they came together, all they had was one. So when you get all around the family, and then you come into the family, there's, there's some dynamics going on. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, because I'm the only one in my family, all the rest of the family, we, we don't really have that connection because I could have some stuff that they couldn't have because I'm the only one. And so they would, you know, they would treat me as if something was wrong with me because <laughs> here I come with the stuff that they wanted. And it's like, oh man, you my cousin, you my, you, but wait a minute. And now you're going to treat me like I'm nobody because I got what you don't have? Teach it. Teach it. Little did I know that God was setting me up for my destiny and my purpose so that I had to learn how to be by myself and not by myself. I had to learn how to push past rejection. I had to learn how to, you know, not feel bad because I do have something. And you know how family members are. I, I, I told you this one before. But my, my, my mama had a sister called Bootsy. And Aunt Bootsy would always, whenever I come over the house, she would always try to give me stuff that I wasn't supposed to have, you know, and uh, make me drink stuff that I wasn't supposed to drink. Huh? And I'm a young, you know, and she tell me stuff about my mama that I didn't know. She, yeah, she tell me stuff about my mama that I didn't know, that I wasn't supposed to know until I got grown. I, she would tell me about my mama. And because she was jealous of mama. Because then, then it got to the point where my mama found out that she was telling me, doing this stuff, and there was sometimes she wouldn't let me go there no more. She would, I would be invited, no. And then if, if she did go, if I did go there, mama would be right there too to watch out, to see what sister was trying to do. See, y'all ain't help me in there. Huh? huh? Y'all don't have no family like that. I understand this. It's okay. But I, I did not understand that God was in the midst of all of that. That God had something that was far beyond where I was then. Say, say, neighbor, I got some good news for you. God is all in your stuff too. He's all in the Kool-Aid. He's all in it. He's in it. He's in it. He's in it. He's in it. And the devil's trick is to make you mad with God. Make you mad. Why I got to go through this? Why I got to be treated like this? Hmm. Until a person learns that each person is created by God with a life purpose and destiny, they will struggle to understand the flow of times and seasons of real life adjustments. When I was young, there was some real lifetime adjustments. When you growing up and everybody treating you the way that they want to be treating you, you got to understand that's just a time and a season. It ain't going to always be like that. It, the devil, no, 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 no. Child, if you knew where I came from, Huh? One room, one house. Oh, Jesus. In gang territory. People getting shoot, shot every day, every week. Come on. And I'm, and, and I'm, you know, I had to fight my way to school, fight my way back. Because my last name was Lily. And you know, boy, you call Lily. They, they want to go there. So I had to learn how to box. I had to learn how to duck. I had to learn how to run, but it was a time and a season. Cause you know what? I said, you know what? When I get grown, I'm getting up out of here. I'm leaving this territory, huh? I'm leaving that territory and I'm so glad I chose to leave that territory. 
Because had I not left that territory, I wouldn't be with y'all today. You know, no, ain't, ain't nobody clapping. They just, just, uh, um, I, I wouldn't even be with you today. Say, neighbor, understand. You got to understand whatever you're walking through is only for a time and a season. And when that time and season is up, there's expansion. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Joseph is a keen example of that life growth process that can be difficult when you are young and still have much to learn in life. Now, Genesis 37, watch what happens. Genesis 37, 28. Then there passed by Midianites, merchantmen, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver, and they brought Joseph into Egypt. Folks, here we discover that Joseph was sold to merchants by his brothers who hated him because their father loved him more than them. Any of y'all in the family where you, you, you kind of get more blessed than anybody else in your family? And then you, your, your other relatives, don't, they don't like you because you, you, just, you think you're cute. You think you have, no, wait a minute. That's a time and a season. It will pass because there's a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. It may seem like it ain't going to let, no, 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 no. This too will pass. No, no, no. God knows when it's time for it to be over. Joseph brothers had stuck him in the pit. They put him in the pit. They sold him. And then they went back and lied and told his father that something happened to him. They lied to the father. They saw their father mourn over Joseph. And, and they pretended like, you know, hey, I'm sorry, Pat. I'm sorry, Dad. That's, that's just the way it was. Yeah, he, yeah they, they got him. Come on. And folks, when your family members hurt you, the devil is supposed to make sure you feel as if no one cares for you. One of the first, I don't know about you, but it hurts when my family hurts me. It hurts. And when it hurts, it hurts. And that kind of hurt lasts a long time. It lasts a long time. And especially when you, you have not been born again yet. You go to church, but you ain't saved. You pretending like you saved. You, you, you ain't got no word in you. You got cuss in you. You got, you got everything else but the word in you. It seemed like, man. And the, the devil knows how to make that hurt give you some pain. Make you mad. Just think about them. Dream about them. You want to cut them. Then you start planning how you're going to get them. You start thinking everything crazy. Family hurt is the demonic way to destroy families. I ain't gonna forgive them. I ain't forgiving nobody. So you, 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 you function in unforgiveness. And then you wonder why you get sick. That unforgiveness is internalized and it starts impacting your body health. Say, say, neighbor, you gotta forgive everybody every day. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Hallelujah. But when you have a friend that sticketh closer than a brother, who is the Lord, you will overcome the adversity each and every time and every season you walk through. Now go to Genesis 45. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Genesis 45 and verse 1. Here we go. Years later, years later, after he had been sold, after he had been in the pit, after he had been in horrible situations, Genesis 45 and 1 says, Then Joseph could not reframe himself before all them that stood by him. And he cried, cause every man to go out from me. And there stood him, no man with him, while Joseph made himself known unto his brethren. The ones that had put him in the pit, the ones that he had, that had treated him bad. Now they got a moment. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians in the house of Pharaoh heard. And Joseph said unto his brethren, hey, I'm Joseph. Does my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer, for they were troubled at his presence. I got news for you. There comes a moment 
I said that when you pay. There comes a moment when those that hurt you got to, huh? Hey, there's a switch. And, and when they got to face their own reality, it'd be like, oh my God. I thought he was dead, but he's alive. I got news from so I prophesied. Some of you, huh, that have been declared dead are alive. Yeah. You. No, no, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. They thought their brother was dead. They lived years saying he was dead. They told daddy he was dead, but he was alive. When you got a friend that's thinking closer than a brother, you be going around dead, but you alive. Hallelujah. And come on now, let me go here. What do you mean, Pastor? It hurt Joseph that his brothers treated him that way. So for a season, he felt dead. For a season, he felt dead. Dead because of his family. He didn't have a relationship with his family. He felt dead. But then... When he began to get understanding of what he was walking through and realized that God had positioned him to be the head and not the tail, he started coming back to life. Some of y'all gonna come back to life when you realize and find out how important you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Joseph said to the brother, I'm Joseph. Does my father yet live? And his brothers could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, come near to me, oh Lord. Now how are you going to come near after you done put me in, you done put me in the pit, you done said I'm dead, you, you, and all of a sudden you find out I'm alive? Come near I, to me, I pray thee. And they came near, and he said, guess what, I'm Joseph, your brother. You, whom you sold into Egypt. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hey. I'm alive. Ah, I'm alive. You thought you had, I'm alive. I'm not dead, I'm alive. Ooh. Say I'm alive. Now, therefore, be, be, be not grieved, nor angry with yourself, that you sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve life. What hell have you been going through that is to pre preserve life? Y'all ain't, ain't shouting now, huh? What have you been going through in your family to preserve life? Preserve life. Now, therefore, be not grieved nor angry with yourself that you sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. For these two years have famine been in the land, and yet there are five years in which there shall neither be earring nor harvest. And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now, so now it is not you that sent me hither, but God, he hath made me a father to Pharaoh and a lord of his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Oh my goodness. Folks, here we tap into one of the key understandings that there's a friend that's thicker closer than a brother. When there's no human being to help Joseph and be a friend, he had a friend that's thicker closer than a brother. Now, I, I got to go here. I, for a season, felt dead too. But all of a sudden, when God began to give me understanding, and I get saved, then because I get saved, my mama got saved, my daddy got saved, my cousin got saved, huh? God used me. And God is using y'all to impact your bloodline. Bloodline, bloodline, bloodline. And you may feel cast down, but you the head, not the tail. You above and not beneath. God has a destiny and purpose for all of us. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And no devil can keep it from you. 
Hallelujah. Because what's for you is for you. Say, say, neighbor. What's for you is for you. Do you understand? God had, Joseph had a destiny, had a purpose. And if you are born, you have a destiny and a purpose. And you ain't figured every, out everything yet. I said you ain't figured out everything yet. It's going to be a time and a season when you understand, oh, okay. Oh, that prayer I prayed 10 years ago, now it's happening now. That, oh, oh, that sacrifice I made last time, now here's the benefit now. Time and season, time and season, time and season. That's why the Bible says you have need of patience. That after you've done the will of God, you can what? Receive the promise. But guess what? Tribulations worketh patience. Huh? Patience, experience, experience, hope. Hope make them not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in my heart. Now, I, I want to be, 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 be transparent. Because of all the hell I've been through, now I got family members that are saved. I said I got family members that are saved. I said I got family members that are saved. So saved, now, now I got to go here. One of my mother's sisters, when she transitioned, I didn't realize it, but she uh, was responsible for my grandmother's house. Oh, yes, she was. And my grandmother has a son, and he lived in the house. But unbeknownst to the son, the, 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 my aunt uh, deeded the house to me. Y'all are helping me now. I said, deeded the house to me. I did not know anything about that. I did not know anything about it. Nothing about it. I said, I didn't know nothing about it that I had a house. I didn't know that there was a house coming to me. Now watch where I go now. But because uh, I'm not living in that territory, then the son sends me a letter requesting that I give him back the house. This is the same relative. <laughs> it's the same relative that you know, you know, that was, he, he was mm, interesting. Yeah, he cussed my mouth, he, hey, he was rough. And at that moment, I, I had the option of saying yes or saying no. But because I had become born again, I said yes. So I signed the house back over to him. He wasn't supposed to have no house. Y'all ain't help say that, huh? And guess what? I ain't heard from him since. Not a word. Not a thank you, Jim. Nothing. He had a lawyer send me the contract. I signed the contract, sent it back. I ain't heard from him since. Oh, praise the Lord. There is a friend that's thinking closer than a brother. Notice how quiet he got on there? Okay. I know your family's not like that. I understand. Okay, I got that. Where, when there is no human being to help Joseph, and being a friend, he had a friend that sticketh closer than a brother named God. Likewise, folks, when you have a life destiny and a life purpose to fulfill, it may take real life learning process to begin to understand the whys and the why not in your daily life flow. Now let's go to Luke 8 and verse 1. Oh my God. Luke 8 and verse 1, a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Luke 8 and 1, and it came to pass that he went throughout every city and village, preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. And a certain woman, which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, huh, out of whom seven devils. Out of how, how many devils? Seven. Now go to Mark 16 and 9. Seven devils came out of her. Mark 16 and 9. 
Now when Jesus was risen the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And they, and they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. Folks, here we learn that our real love relationship with the Lord really matters in helping us recognize the friend that sticketh closer than a brother. How is it, how is it that all of the disciples and everybody is with her, but uh, Jesus, as he's been resurrected, shows himself to this woman out of whom he's cast seven devils. Now, I don't know about you, if I had one devil come out of me, I'd be happy. I'd be so glad. You could, if, you, if you said anything about Jesus, you'd have to fight me because he, he delivered me from seven, one devil. Seven devils came out of this one. That, that put a love relationship. Huh? Who has delivered you that you have a love relationship with? Huh? Love relationship. It, if it had not been for the Lord. And then when he rose from the dead, she's the first one. She's the first one that he showed himself to. And then she goes and tries to tell others about it and they're jealous. Hey, you crazy. Well, I don't know about you, but if God done anything for you, don't let nobody rob that. Oh, no. If it wasn't for the Lord that was on my side, if it wasn't for the Lord, Joyce would not have graduated. Hallelujah. All right. Mark 16 and 12. Come on, we're going down the home stretch. Mark 16 and 12. Afterwards, he appeared in another form unto two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it to the residue. Neither believed them, they them. Afterwards, he appeared unto eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after his resurrection. I got news for you folks. I don't. Everybody ain't going to celebrate your victory. Everybody ain't happy because you happy. But there's a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. That's happy because you're happy. Because he made you happy. Oh my God, my God. Folks, here we learn that one of the devil and his host major tricks is to keep the sons and daughters in unbelief and hardness of heart so that our friend that's sticking closer than a brother seems to be far away and not really believable and real in our lifetime. There are times and seasons when I've been walking through and I've been saying, Lord, where the hell are you? You, you missed it. Where, 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 where are you, Lord? Lord, where is you? And I had to learn that he was there even then, all the time. That's why praise became a new habit. Worship became a new habit because that causes him to inhabit the praises. It brings him closer, 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 closer. Oh, we're heading down the home stretch. Eagle Summit in 2017, the year of new beginnings, we each need to remove all unbelief and hardness of heart from us so we can soar in our purpose, serve with love each and every day, no matter what the time season we have to press through. Folks, as I begin to close, let me give you the best example of living with a friend that's sticker closer than a brother. You ready? Matthew 26 and 36. This is so precious, folks. Matthew 26, 36. Then cometh Jesus with them, with them, unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray. Got it? And he took with him a friend named Peter and two sons, James and John, sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Sorrowful 
and very heavy. Say, say sorrowful, sorrowful and very heavy. heavy. Then said he unto them, my soul, my will, my emotions, my intellect is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Can you tarry ye here and watch with me? Oh, my God. Folks, we have Jesus with three of his closest disciples sharing his heart, sharing his pain to his human friends. I got news for you. I got some real interesting news for you. There are going to be times and seasons when you share your heart with folk that call themselves your friends. And then they're in the zone of time of all about them and half time about you. That's when you need a friend that's thinking closer than a brother. They had seen signs and wonders and miracles. And see, here's the problem. As you graduate, people think you have no feeling. People think that you, you know, you can do the, you don't, you don't have the same feelings and emotions that they do. But I got news, as long as you're a human being, you're going to have feelings and emotions. Say, say, neighbor. That's quite true. Matthew 26 and 39, watch what happens. This is Jesus with his disciples, his friends. And he went a little farther, fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh to his disciples and find them sleep and said, Peter, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? Now see, here, here, here's why people fall out of friendship. Because I asked you to do something and you couldn't even do that. Couldn't you just watch for one hour? Couldn't you just stay awake for one hour? You my homie, you my... I just asked you to be with me for one hour. Just one hour. But sometimes your friends, they're in a different zone. You got to understand their time and season. Peter was sleeping. James and John, they were sleeping. They were not in the zone of praying. They were not in time. So when Jesus was asking them, they, they were already zoned out. Sometimes you're going to be talking to your friends and they're going to be zoned out. That's why you need a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. Good, sir. Uh -huh. I ain't, ain't going to never ask you. To, no, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I understand your time. I understand your season. You see me cry. You heard me hurt. And you ain't even there for me. He coming to the disciples and find them asleep and said unto them, Peter, what could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Folks, here we find Jesus being disappointed by his human friends in the most difficult time in his life. Now, this was written for our example. There's going to be times in your life where you're going to be disappointed by friends. Come on. Oh, Jesus. Nobody told me that. Stop getting out of friendship because they disappoint you. Stop getting out of friends. See, you, you got to understand the time is season. It ain't everybody. everybody and, and when you graduate, I had to realize everybody ain't in the same season I'm in. But they got a time and a season. So I got to measure out. Oh, they can handle this, but they can't handle that. They can handle this, but they can't handle that. But I got a friend that's sticking closer than a brother who's always there. He never leaves me. He never forsakes me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm full of the word. Say, say neighbor, it's all right. Friends are going to disappoint you. But there's one friend called God, called Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shammah. Hallelujah. That will never forsake you. Matthew 26 and 43. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he, lifted, and he left them and went away again 
and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then cometh he to his disciples and said unto them, sleep on now, sleep on now, and take your rest. He's understanding the time and season. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that doth betray me. Oh my God. Peter, that walked on water, James and John, huh? That seen miracles, and now Jesus in his most horrible situation, and, and they can't even help him. Folks, Jesus, like you and I, have real human friends too. But there is a real time and season when their human help will not be enough to help us through the real life tests and trials we may be pressing through. What do you mean, Pastor? They, we, we've, been, we've, been, we've been friends for years. They know me better than I know myself. But do you understand the time and season they're in? They may not be able to do what you need them to do because they're in a different time and season. You may be the head, they may be the tail at that time. And when they're the tail, you the head, you got to be the head and not the tail. I, I, I ain't going to call them up no more. I ain't going to speak to them no more because when I was in my worship, they, they were, nobody was there. But God was there. God was there. You. Now, I got to go ahead. Um, just in case you didn't know, you ain't the only one that had been cut off from family reunions. <laughs> family reunion, you know, everybody come to family. Family time. Family reunion time. But when you are being transitioned, may, you may not be invited to no family reunion because God got the blessing on you. But up the road, they're going to need the blessing that's on you to be blessed. Joseph wasn't invited, but he was the blessed. And eventually he brought the blessing on the family. Say, God, I'm understanding. You're a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. That is when having your very own personal relationship with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus the Christ and the Holy Spirit are comforter and God is a must to have and to have constantly. Oh my goodness. When you have <laughs> in life tests and trials and no human help is enough to help you, you better have a friend that's taken closer than a brother and his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. And I, I got to go here. If you saved, there's something on you called the anointing that's called the blessing. I said, if you're saved, there's something on you that, 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 that separates you from those that don't have it. And when you, and the toughest one is your family. You can have, you, 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 I, I know that mom brought me in and daddy brought me in and uncle and they oh, wonderful, but if they ain't saved, you got to know that you got to keep on going. You got to keep on going because if you don't keep on going and you go back to what they do, then guess what? You, you become destroyed like they are. And we got too many people leaving too early. Leaving here too early because they went back. Instead of going forward, you got to press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling. Say, neighbor, there's a high calling on you. There's a high calling on you. You have a life purpose and a life destiny that's farther than you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because when you show up, God shows up. I say, when you show up, God shows up. And demons tremble when God shows up. That's why some members of your family are trembling because every time you show up, your God shows up, but their devil shows up. Oh, y'all ain't helping me now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the devil takes them captive at will. And you got to know how to cast that devil out. No. Mm -mm. No. You're not stealing my joy. You're not stealing my peace. I got peace. I'm happy. Hallelujah. I forgive you for you know not what you do. I forgive you. I bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Say, say, neighbor. Do you have a friend that sticks closer than a brother? What's his name? 
What's her name? All right. All right. But how, 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 how do we uh, flow with a friend that sticks closer than a brother? Go to John 15 and 4. I'm, I'm beginning to close. Come on. John 15 and 4. How are we going to do that? I'll give you two steps. Number one, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. Once you get saved, you're in the no more season. You got to do it God's way in order to have victory. John 15, 7 says it this way. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Say, neighbor, stop confessing your problems and start speaking the word only because God watches over his word to perform it. Eagle Summit is time to abide in the Lord and that means abiding in his word constantly. You ought to have some word constantly coming up out of you. Stop cussing, start saying the word. Stop fussing, start saying the word. Eagle Summit is time to abide in the word and that means abiding in the word constantly. That's called abiding faith that never wavers in unbelief and hardness of heart. Say neighbor. It's called abiding faith that never wavers in unbelief or hardness of heart. See, that's a workout every day. And finally, Psalms 34 and verse 1. This is the how. Number one, you got to abide, abide in the word. Psalms 34 and 1, you know this one too. I will bless the Lord sometimes. Oh, at all times. Oh, okay. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. From the time you get up to the time you go to down, praise God about something. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Folks, when we do this each and every day, our friend that sticks closer than a brother shows up and shows out on our behalf again and again, again and again, again and again. Now take your neighbor by the hand and let's pray. Say, Lord Jesus, we acknowledge you as our friend that sticks closer than a brother. Holy Spirit, help us to work together with you so we can soar in our life purpose as we serve with love. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for being our friend that sticks closer than a brother. By faith, I forgive my human friends. I forgive every man, every woman, every boy, every girl that's hurt me. I forgive them. And God, I thank you that I walk in love and unforgiveness has no place in my life. I've come to the kingdom for such a time of this. I'm blessed and highly favored. Highly favored. Highly favored. Favor surrounds me as a shield. Favor. 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 Coming in going out coming in going out favor 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 and father save the unsaved in my family save them as you save me send laborers across their path that they can receive from in the name of jesus we break
generational hereditary curses and we loose and receive the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You did it for Joseph. Now do it for me. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for long life, healthy, wealthy, and wise. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Ask your neighbor, you know who your friend is now? I'm talking about your real friend. Hallelujah. That stick of clother, then a brother. He'll never leave you, never forsake you. Hallelujah. Well, I bless you. What a rainbow word. Rehearse that word, practice that word. And I guarantee God will amaze you with his goodness and his love. Amen, amen, amen.